When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we discuss the Colorado Rockies series split with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, not a good end to the set, but honestly, Patrick, as we're just a, a few moments removed from it, about as interesting and entertaining and uh, even in some ways uh, just you know exciting about the future nine to two losses that you're going to see the Colorado Rockies take as much as this was definitely a shellacking in a ball game that wasn't close. There was a lot that took place inside of it. We were like, Oh, okay. This is some great defense for Brendan Rogers. He's been showing that off lately. Uh, and then obviously two major league debuts, the big news in this one, one didn't go so great. One that looked like it was going to go incredible. And and didn't you know ended not how you want it to, uh, but let's let's actually start with that one, Patrick Julian. For let's let's start with the excitement. Let's start with Will's there too. My heart rate is still up from that inning. Guy comes in, makes his major league debut, sits on hundred and one. Oh hi, dude has some gas, and he's had it for. A while we we briefly touched on it the other day he was coveted by several organizations for the last few years it's one of the reasons why if you looked around he was actually on a couple teams 40-man rosters plucked from the rockies from the rule five draft and he just wasn't healthy enough that's how he came back to the rockies he was elsewhere but because of the rules of the rule five draft they had to give him back and the rockies said aha now we've got back the the man that we need and he's been Really good in the minors, and and you saw by his control, if he can just throw it over the plate, even if it's right down the middle, you're going to produce some really solid results. And the Rockies, you know, they haven't had a guy like that in a little while. And so we don't necessarily know what the future holds. He's 25 versus 27, 28, 29, like some inexperienced players. No, he's still on the younger side, uh, still inexperienced, but it's exciting for right now when – you know the Rockies aren't playing for too much, just pride and just for general excitement at home, maybe spoiling a couple of team seasons. It's nice to have a guy like Julian Fernandez that if you go out to the ballpark, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm, I got to stick around for the sixth or seventh, even if this is a blowout, because I just want to see this dude. I want to look up at the, the pitch at the gun and, and say, how fast did that go? There yeah. is value in that if you're a fan, I think. Yeah. 
And it really was. It was electrifying to watch today, even with the Rockies down. And we'll get to, to Ryan Feltner in a minute. But and like you said, you know, I've been, I've been writing uh, some pieces about uh, getting ready to talk about, you know, some of the top 100 prospects of, of years past and how the Rockies have done with farm systems that were rated well and, and how they haven't where they've gotten their value internally over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, so I was just kind of on a lot of those those types of lists and things today, as it turned out. And Julian Fernandez is not on any list of any kind anywhere. I looked at a uh, Rockies top 50 prospects that was updated August of this year. And he's not on there. He's not in their top 50, right? So let alone when people talk about, you know, how many guys do they have in the top hundred prospects in all of major league baseball, like not even close with this dude. Um, but it's again, one of those things and you don't know what you have, but if you found something similar to Connor Joe, where, you know, a different, it's way more electric than Connor Joe's like taking good at bats and like walking and stuff. Have a really solid play. This guy comes in hucking it at 102 miles an hour. That is definitely a different thing. Uh, there's more excitement there. But in terms of, of a found thing, right, of, of value that you could add to your major league roster in the next couple of years that really wasn't being considered or or counted as a part of your farm system rankings or as one of your top prospects. If you just have this thing now, uh, that's a big deal. And it's going to be really interesting to see on his uh, fan graphs page. He's his fastball is already rated out as a 70 with the potential to turn into an 80. And, and that's where it, it tops out. That would give him among the very best fastballs in the game of baseball. That was command well below league average. And, and we saw, you know, so that's, you got, you got to have some of that there. He's going to have to develop for sure. But uh, Patrick, it really is exciting because they don't, they don't have another tool like that in the system. There's nobody else who's like, you know, Zach Veen's speed and Benny Montgomery's speed. That's like 60, 65 by most evaluators, right? Some of these, you know, and those might go up. Those guys are also still 19 years old. Um, but this 70, 80 combo, that's the best tool for anybody in the Rockies system. And so that's pretty cool to see it come from this guy who's kind of coming out of nowhere. And we're going to find, we're all going to find out together whether or not he's going to be able to live on that tool. I like that you brought that up, this idea that, you know, there, there are tools in, in baseball. We have five tool players, right? And if you have a guy that can dominate in one area, you might be able to get some value out of that guy. He might not be an all-star and that's fine, but you can get something out of that guy. And we're seeing it here with Julian Fernandez, where there's not very many people on this earth who can throw that fast. In fact, no one can throw faster than him this year. Thomas Harding tweeted it out that 102.4 mile per hour fastball that he threw tied a rolled Chapman's fastest pitch back on July 20th. So like that's, that's a crucial and, and really interesting element. And Rockies have a, a lot of guys that have, you know, above average skills, like 60, 65 yeah. in, in areas. But, and again, they might not be superstars, but they're exciting. Like that was the whole thing of why I was excited for Alan Trejo. And, and in the past, Josh Fuentes, because I thought yeah. their glove and their arm played up really well. And you go, 
I haven't really heard about this guy because as a, a total package, they might not be a top 30 prospect right. for, for an organization. But that one tool is electrifying. I mean, we saw Josh Fuentes plenty of times last year, in particular during the pandemic, over at first base making those plays. And you go, this could this guy even you know be a Gold Glove you know winner at first base? And he won the Player of the Week mm-hmm. earlier this year. He could be if he could hit well enough to stay on the field. But yeah. right, that's an element. Right. But guess right. what? It's still exciting. Like if if you're just an, right. an almost an average ball player, you know, and and it depends on how you would even define average, right? Almost like a fourth outfielder is an average-ish ball player, right? right? They might not do too many things exciting, right? They might have some big moments uh, if they get the opportunity. But I think having that consistent tool that can be exciting, whether it's it's defense or it's having a lot of power or for a pitcher or, or a reliever, just that fastball, that's, that's exciting. And that's something to watch for in every game. And I think you see why – with relievers, again, you only need that one pitch. And you go, well, you're not going to be a starter. So already you've lost some value in the grand scheme of things. Sure. But shoot, just to be able to, to throw that fast is is exciting. Rockies right. haven't had a guy like that ever, essentially. I, I really ever. And now all of a sudden they've got two of them because they have Justin Lawrence too. And remember, his his command issues are are bigger and, and, and more pronounced and actually reflected in, in how his tools are rated. Fangraphs does have Fernandez with slightly better command. And we saw, you know, it's, it's the slider and changeup. And that's exactly what we saw today. And so this was really interesting strategy and coaching and managing from Bud Black. You And I think there's a lot of different kinds of ways you could feel about it because he dominated that first inning, right? First pitch, one out. You strike out the next two guys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, strikes out the next two. Happy Major League debut. You threw eight pitches, you struck out two guys in this lineup, you sat, you only threw one pitch that was under 100 miles an hour, and it was a 92-mile-an-hour slider that just missed the zone. Call it a day, live on the happiness of it, right? Could have gone that way. But he leaves him in for a second inning. Not only that, but I would bet just having kind of rewatched that inning real quickly on the fancy computer machine here, they told him to throw more sliders and they basically said, okay, okay, okay. We, we see, we see, we see you, we, we got you show us a little more. Let, let's see how that other stuff is going to play at the big league level. We're going to need that slider and that change up to play. And he hung that slider that Austin Riley hit and it has not yet landed. Ball was absolutely obliterated, but you know, that's an interesting way to go with it. Like now try your stuff that you're not as confident with. Cause he, he came in and he threw eight fastballs on a slider. <laughs> In his first inning, and they went out, okay, challenged him. He got dinged up a bit, but hopefully he learned something. Yeah, it, I, 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 no problems. I have no problems with him you, staying you like out it. there. And that approach, too, like you said, just saying, all right, right, let's. that's good. Let's work on a, a second pitch. Because as nice as that first inning was, you can't continue to do that over even a small period of time. Like, give it, give it a week, two weeks, and – throwing eight fastballs out of nine pitches, you know, that some guys are going to get around on that and they're going to deposit, they're going to get their timing down because that's all it is, right? right. You know, hit, hitting is about timing, pitching about, is about messing up that timing. And if Julian Fernandez is going 102, 101 every single time, you go, all right, get, if I get three shots at that, I, I'll, I'll be able to figure it out. I can put some bat on the ball or straighten it out in fair territory. So you're right, He's he's got to do those things. So still overall – flashy first performance and 
that's okay. Again, it, it's it's exciting, and he's got a month now to, to work on some things, especially with a lot of guys going down here on on this Rockies club. Unfortunately, yeah, he's going to get chances. We were hoping it would be more about giving the guys rest, and and Buddy, you know, mentioned after Herman's start on Saturday that uh, probably with John Gray coming back, it seems like he might might stay just the uh, the minimum ten days on the IL. Then he'll kind of jump in, and so Herman will get an extra day's rest, but we could, we could see some more, uh, major league debuts. Uh, Frank Duncan, look up Frank Duncan, check him out. It could be a thing. He's the 2021 version of Tim Melville. Yeah. But I, I'm all for it. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It, this time should be a little bit about experimenting or just see what guys have, because I think there is a lot of room on the, there's going to be a lot of room on the 40 man roster. And, you want to get you want to get this right. Like, what are these guys that are all kind of clustered together? Of like, they're a little fringy. You know, can we harness this if we expose them? You know, if someone could take them in a rule five, or if they have the potential to be a minor league free agent, you could lose a player. So you know, you got to be careful. It's not the end of the world if you do lose one of them, but you want to get that call right. And so you got to you're going to be playing around a little bit this month with that roster. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be toasting now. I've- uh, I'm, I'm drinking kombucha today. I had plenty of Breck brews down at the bar last night and, and the day before. I'm, I've reached my Breck brew quota for the weekend, I think. Um, so I, I'm currently on kombucha hours. But if y'all haven't reached your Breck brew quota, go out and get some. Get a 15-can sampler. You know where to get them. You, get, you know you get a bigger one down at the DNVR bar if you're a member of the family. Do become a member of the family today. Subscribe at the DNVR.com. You'll get access to all the written content. Sounds like both Patrick and I are both sitting on like three or four half-written articles. So there might be a lot of stuff coming your way over the next couple of weeks here, uh, especially as there's just a lot to talk about with the way this team winds down. So, uh, you know, subscribe to read about all that. Come hang out in our Discord channel, private chat room, where we're talking Rockies 24-7, all the other sports, pro wrestling, a lot of people. Jacob, I see your question. I'm going to get to that in a minute. The uh, AEW all out tonight. I think I'm getting it. I think it was talked into the fiance might be getting it ready now as we speak and uh, all just hanging out with each other, having a good time, being a member of the family. We'll send you a free shirt when you subscribe for the annual. So don't forget to do all of that stuff today. And hey, if you are out in the area of the DNBR bar, getting that bigger beer for being a member of the family, then you can head on over to Illegal Pete's. It's just down the block right there. Maybe you were out at the ball game today. It's one in Lodo. Wherever you are in Denver, you're probably not too far from an illegal pizza. <laughs> you should never be too far from an illegal pizza. Get there, get some burritos or a nice burrito bowl with the potatoes. If that's what you're in, do some house margs. They'll hook you up with some uh, deals. It's half off drafts or house margs with, uh, when you show them a ticket to anything. Go to a game, go to a show, whatever it is. You got a ticket on your phone? Show it to them. They'll they'll hook you up. Illegal pizza is delicious. You know it is. I'm just now reminding you that you're in the mood for some illegal pizza. I, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I I may even have to drive out to one right now. There, there it is. Click it. And mainly, I have my all my tickets are on my phone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna click it for my ticket. No, I love it. Click it for your. It's a phrase. I don't think that's been used for anything before. Yeah, love and unfortunately, that. I don't think illegal pizza has any food that rhymes with. Ticket, so right. Ticket, ticket. You can get a burrito bowl with potato in it right. from Illegal Pete's. We're it. working on it. We'll workshop that. 
Jacob, we will close out this segment with your super chats. We appreciate you. You know we do. And we'll never dodge the opportunity to throw a little wrestling chat into the conversation. But we do want to get to the major league debut, the other major league debut here. And kind of the question around what went on here with Ryan Feltner. Uh, Patrick, just give me your general takeaway of what this was and, you know, what it means in either the short or or long term and from your perspective here. Well, the Rockies needed a starter, bottom line, right? And they they needed to save Chichi Gonzalez, who will probably pitch in this uh, series coming up against San Francisco. And you, you need your bullpen. And I know they added two two guys uh, since the roster's expanded from 26 to 28. But you, you still needed someone to make a start. And Antonio Santos going forward, for the most part, is going to be a reliever. Jose Mojica, for all intents and purposes, has not been doing well at all down in Albuquerque, unfortunately. He's going to need to figure it out. I think a switch to the bullpen's coming. So that meant adding somebody to the 40-man roster uh, that needed to. Uh, Ryan Rollison wasn't quite ready. I think we might see him soon. Even with yeah. Peter Lambert being close to getting back, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. Yeah, so he's, they wanted this to be Rollison, and he just yeah. wasn't ready. That's that's what I've been hearing. But, yeah, yeah, Lambert and Rollison weren't ready. That Lambert was, was going to give one. you maybe four innings anyway, and you, th- yeah. you were maybe hoping for for more than that. And so yeah. I think Frank Duncan was a possibility. Uh, and we still may see him. Look it up. We'll have to talk more about him another time. Um, a great name. But Ryan Feltner, huge numbers down in AA Hartford. Uh, Finished up his 14 starts with a 2.85 ERA, actually tied Herman Marquez for uh, one of the high marks for a starter down in, in Hartford and all the guys ahead of him uh, in the Yard Goats uh, history books, if you will. They're all names that you already know, and, and most of them are already with Colorado at this point. So really it was about, well, does he need to go to Albuquerque? What can he learn from going to Albuquerque? Because people you know, raised some eyebrows, at first in a good way, Cause you go, Hey, maybe this is a new model. Maybe guys don't need to get their brains kicked in, in Albuquerque in order to right. be ready to, to be a Colorado Rockies pitchers. We see a lot of other organizations who do that. will have their guys jump from double a to bring up to the majors. And so that was ultimately the idea behind it was like, you know what? We think this guy is, is ready. And, and even if he isn't exactly, well, what's the difference between him making his debut in the big leagues versus making it, in Albuquerque to a degree, you know, he had, he made a lot of uh, changes in his mechanics uh, worked on that a lot during the off season, uh, including in, in his garage with mm-hmm. his brother. Um, it allowed him a lot of downtime. You know, guys have been talking about that, this idea that right. they didn't have to deal with the grind of, of a normal regular season. Um, even for minor leaguers when it's a, you know, a 142 game season. So, you know, he, he was ready and uh, the numbers were there to, to support that. And, and he was a guy that was going to need to be added to the 40 man roster uh, at some point. So why not give, give him a shot? And I hope, I actually, I do hope that they, they give him some more opportunities. He can just shake this one off, let it go um, in, in many ways, because I, I think there aren't really many better options like, okay, Rollison's is going to come out. We'll, we'll see him. Hopefully uh, it'll be enough where he can throw, have some length. But even if Lambert does, you know, come off the 60 day IL, 
having him pair with Feltner in a game might be great. Like between the two of them, maybe you get six or seven innings where they can work at the major league level and kind of tag team a game. So I, I hope this isn't the last we see of Ryan Feltner. Yeah, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what they they do with him. He reminds me a lot of a guy, again, I was just looking through the history books on baseball reference <laughs> last couple of days, and uh, Matt Carosetti was a name that came up, and he kind of reminded me of, like, these sort of organizational guys that they end up getting to the big leagues, maybe get some opportunities, maybe don't, but then there have been, you know, other guys that that really works out for, so... He's got good peripherals in the minors. I like that he doesn't walk too many people. Uh, he was just living all over the middle of the plate today. He was clearly just, <laughs> I mean, you could see he couldn't catch his breath in the first inning. Um, very first pitch he throws, goes yard. That's going to put you on your heels a little bit, right? No time to settle in whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, while I'm not of the mind that, like, Hey, the Rockies could have a, a real future key cog in the rotation here. Let's let's see what he's got. Again, he's someone you could take from not really being anywhere on your top 30 prospect list, anything like that. But a guy who's been pitching really well. You've got to look at the numbers, take them where they do, and say maybe this is a solid future bullpen piece for us. Or maybe he is the seventh or eighth, you know, spot starter down the line who can step in. And he'll obviously need to learn from experiences like what he did today and, and things getting kind of out of hand. But uh, I'm with you. I, I'd like to see more of him. I do think his his best chance at a future here is going to be getting converted in, into a reliever. And they, they need that. The Rockies need to be giving tryouts to anyone and everyone who might be able to figure it out at the major league level right now. And like you said, this is the time of the year where you where you do that, where you see what does and doesn't translate. And if it doesn't translate, well, then you've learned that too, and you can give someone else an opportunity next time around. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, what, what the Rockies do this offseason with these guys. And, and again, what they're going to do the final month because, you know, they have some guys that are unknown. Again, I, I don't think there's anyone lurking that's going to be this superstar that we don't already know about. I think Elahiris uh, Montero is probably the only one, and Ryan Valade. Those are the two guys. I don't think Valade's quite ready yet. I don't think Montero, Montero will get that that opportunity. But those would be the two higher level guys yeah. that you could say maybe if all everything goes right, they could be all stars. Whereas Feltner, definitely not Frank Duncan. But again, no, no. I'm, I'm already putting down my guy that I'm trying to put over here. Yeah. Um, but but him and Julian Fernandez again, these guys are are still valuable pieces, or at least could be going forward until that crop down in, in low A, high A. And, and some of the guys have been promoted. You know, we saw William McIver. He's already in Hartford. And obviously, Michael Toglia is, is there as well. But um, for the most part, it, it, it this is a transition, and it's nice that – and this is what I think the fans want, right? I think a lot of the first part of the season, even when, like, we think back on when C.J. Crone wasn't doing very well, we're like, oh, who's, whose spot is he taking? Right. And, you know, and then Connor Joe, he's exciting and there's all these things. And, and now there's some room for none of the older guys or the veteran guys to take up room for anything. So now let's see. Let's let's see who was being blocked, so to speak. Right. 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 Totally. I, I don't think there's too many guys that were really being blocked. But at the same no. time, let's see who they are, because maybe they could be something going forward. Yeah. I mean, 
it's a one day sample size, but it's hard not to watch what Julian Fernandez just did and go, that could be something. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> that could be something. It's the same thing with like Justin Lawrence where you go, totally. okay, great first impression. And the yeah. results might not match it in some ways, but I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. Very impressed. Now let's, let's tune it all up for sure. Uh, all right. Speaking of tuning it up, I can get a nice little tune up over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, placing a couple of bets, finding some things out about myself, about what I really value. That's where you learn about yourself. You, you know what you really believe in because you can talk a big game on Twitter or on your podcast or in, even in article format. And say, here's what I think is going to happen. But as soon as you start putting a couple of dollar bills down, you start learning what you really and truly believe. Uh, this was a fun series to watch from the DraftKings perspective, for sure. I'm getting some overs and unders on runs scored and strikeouts and who's going to hit home runs, that kind of stuff. Uh, is Toppy going to be the only guy that gets hits in the game? Things like that that they, they, you can bet on, I'm pretty sure. So get there. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use your promo code DNVR. You'll receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. It's promo code DNVR to get... Free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one cu- one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Patrick alluded to it there a moment ago. We do have to, speaking of DraftKings, get to our draft king of the game. Not an easy one here. Could have gone with Fernandez just for being exciting, but when you throw up the stat line and still like, uh, he's got a 16-20 ERA after the three earned runs he gave out. We're, we're having fun here, but look, um, you got to go with, with Tap. Throwing out a couple of hits, scoring a run. Really the only guy. The only hits. The couple the only, as in all of the hits. He had all, all of the hits. He, he took them all. He had every single one of them. And by every single one, I mean two. And uh, Charles Cumberbatch Morton was absolutely, I don't know. I I don't know what Charlie Morton's middle name is. Uh, Today it was paint. Uh, He was, he was all over the edge of the strikes and he pitched a phenomenal baseball game. I know he's been pretty good for quite some time. He's always one of those guys that, I feel like is so beatable. I feel like this guy didn't have any dominant stuff. He sits on like 95 with the fastball. Good, but his curveball's good. But again, it's one of those guys where you talk about tools. So here's the difference, right? You don't rate any of his tools at 70 or 80. Like you're not going, wow, at his fastball like you are William Fernandez. But his command is well above average. All of his pitches are well above average. So there's no one tool that jumps out, but all of them combined guy's a hell of a pitcher and he pitched a hell of a ball game today you got to tip your cap to Ryan Maltapia for being the only guy to figure him out triple also had a triple on top yeah. of that you know on top of Morton who's you know been a guy that a lot of people probably forget about and they think about some of the best starting pitchers because he's well, he's in like the the back end of the of the top 20 but it's it's every yeah. year and has, has been very valued for a while because of mm-hmm you know, the, the movement that he, he gets and, and the spin and 
go back and look and when he was with Pittsburgh and you, you see some of his seasons, and you're like, eh, they're okay. And yet teams are still throwing money at him. And he's made 85 million in his career. And you go, Char- Charlie Morton has made $85 million. Right. Yes. Okay. We know ball players do get paid really well, but you got to be around for a while and you've got to be productive. And he's, he's been exactly yeah. that. So yeah, but, but good on top of you for, for kind of getting back in, into the groove and, and feeling comfortable. And it seems like this is, this is now the, the new pattern is the, the final day of a, of a series at home kind of is, is, is a tank. And I'll say this, I, I I'm going to say we split the series because you said two wins. I said three, they only won two, but I, I say it should be a split because I did not know there was going to be a major league debut. I was expecting Austin Gomber to come out True. on Sunday. That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm, I'm being a sore loser. <laughs> you, you, you got Sometimes that you one. Right. DraftKings might have let you edge out of that. Nice starting pitcher changes. I mean, yeah, it's like one of those you go, all right, we'll give you your bet back. You can have it or you can keep it. And you know what? I probably would have kept it and said, yeah. no, it's okay. I think they're still going to get it done today yeah. somehow. Somehow. Uh, all, the, all rookie pitchers. We didn't mention it. We talked about it all, yeah. all nine innings. Rookies. And you still have Lucas Gilbreth waiting in the wings. <laughs> I would guess that that has happened yeah, before, but it's probably been, you know, go back to 2017. Yeah. Kyle Freeland goes like seven innings and then someone else goes the eighth and the ninth, right? Like, yeah, they had a bunch of, but three or four or more pitchers that are rookies. That was pretty wild. So this, this may have to be the most rookie, the most rookies that the Rockies have ever pitched in a game. It has to be, it has to be. They're Uh, only ones, the only rookies to do it. So yeah, there was something. Yeah. Uh, Before we get away from Tapia, of course, I had one extra thing to add there. But that that actually his first hit really intrigued me. This is a fun, interesting thing from a baseball strategy standpoint. I had never seen anyone do this before. Tapia got down 0-2, 1-2. And when he got the second strike, they shifted on it. They pulled the third baseman over around to the right side. I mean, extreme shift. They had three guys on the right side of the infield and just the shortstop on the left and Tapia. (laughs) Now he hit a liner to left field. That would have been a single regardless of, of where the infielder has been positioned, but go back and look at where that pitch was and the swing that tap put on that ball. It was 97 miles an hour up and in. And, and any other guy is going to try to pull that pitch. That's your best swing. There is to turn on that thing crank a double in the gap or put it over the wall and do it. And that's why they shift because they say, well, we're also going to throw you a pitch inside. So you can't do anything with it other than do exactly what we're designing for you to do. And he just refused. He hit that ball to left field on so on purpose. I've never seen. And then his next two at bats, he also, Every at bat, Ramal Tapia's got two strikes on him. <laughs> you, you know how Ramal Tapia at bats go. Uh, he had two strikes on him, and they didn't do it again. And I went, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it surprised me the first time, and when he's so blatantly just like, because he's not a a cerebral hitter the way we think of guys like Joey Votto, who's like guessing pitches and going along with pitcher tendencies and all this stuff, like. But as soon as Tap saw that guy leave the left side of the infield, he just went, I'm going to hit the ball over there. And they can't stop me. And he did. I thought it was hilarious. 
Like, yeah, oh. that, that that's impressive. I, you know, it did make me think. I hope he doesn't continue to try to do that on, on one that extremely inside, just because like you gonna hurt your hands. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. there could be an injury happening there. It, it's like it's like one of those the videos we've seen. We, we saw it with Tony Walters earlier this year. He's he comes around on a like a slider, a curveball, and it hits him right in the groin. And you're like, right. Oh, all right, all right, <laughs> we gotta make adjustments a little bit so you don't get injured. And so I, I definitely don't want that to happen, but. Uh, I also think teams probably aren't going to mess with with tapping that way going forward. Yeah, I just it's going to be I'm going to keep watching to see if teams consider that because he does roll it over. He hits it hard on the ground to the right side a lot, so there's some logic there. But I just if he wants to, he can take the ball the other way. It, it uh, not not a great idea in my opinion. But I thought that was fascinating that they bailed on the strategy for his second two at bats. Of course, it didn't matter for the triple which he hit off the wall in the center one hopped. But yeah. Uh, it was nice to see him get back out. He's been he's been slow since getting off the IL, so hopefully he's back in a good mode there. Um, and then, well, let's actually to do this part of the conversation. Let's let's go ahead and get into our twentieth uh, and blaze. I think we should do that now. We don't have graphics for you today. Those of you watching on the YouTube. oh, we do. Oh, we've oh, got we do. graphics. Oh, they did. That's right. They came in with the graphics. We've That's got they yeah the the graphics team. The graphics, the graphics angels. angels have our top five Let's here at 20th and Blaze. We'll row through it and kind of pick it apart a little bit as we go. Love Trevor's story in the bullpen. Trevor's been doing a lot better. The bullpen has been incredibly strong. And again, yeah, we know what Daniel Bard's been doing. He's struggling. But Gilbreth, Tyler Kinley has been performing really well. And overall, as a unit, the numbers have been a lot better and, and some of that does have to go with Chassin still holding it down yep. and Carlos Estevez closing out the ninth. Estevez uh, doing a much better job in the ninth. Obviously, that change has been important. Daniel Bard continues to struggle. For me, the relief performance of the weekend goes to Robert Stevenson. So oh, yes. while he doesn't get the save, he saved that game. The Rockies win game three, seven to six because Robert Stevenson was able to go in there and inherit the mess that Daniel Bard left him. He was bases loaded, nobody out, right? One guy came in on a, on a sack fly to center that if it had been just a little bit shallower, maybe that wouldn't even have gotten the job done. And then, you know, you're talking about no runs and and he got out of there without any further damage uh, in the eighth. So Robert Stevenson, you know, I've been kind of banging the drum for him for a minute, but agreed in general, the bullpen's just been better. Stevenson hasn't given up a run since August 22nd and in his last 15 games, 2.40 ERA and his last 30, 3.90. So like, again, you take that from a, a Rockies reliever. So, so good on him, a whole group there, Charlie Blackman homers in, in two consecutive games going to straightaway center field on Saturday night, kind of getting back in the groove, doing some good things. I think he had an RBI today as well. So, um, can't say enough about Charlie Blackman right now. Kind, yeah. of, kind of leading this team, you know, even if the numbers might not entirely support it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You, you got to love where Charlie Blackman is at in terms of his, uh, especially like you said at the end there, like the leadership stuff, going out there, being a role model for the team. Here's how you take a really good at bat. Uh, you know, and I, I think as he's, I, I think he's also 
coming to the realization too that he's going to be a DH moving forward, and uh, that that's going to help with the team as well. So <laughs> I, I think that's that's going to help out. And yes, I I did mistake Brendan Rodgers for Charlie Blackman there. If you weren't paying attention, Rodgers is the guy who had the RBI. All right, number three, Carlos Estevez. <laughs> yeah. We kind of said it last week. Like you know what? Maybe it doesn't really matter if it's Bard or if it's Estevez. And if that even if that's true, who do you want to see in the night? Yeah, let's let's let Carlos do it again, and he's doing it again for the first time since 2016, and it, it's right. It is right, and so it's great to see him be so successful in that spot. It's pretty wild, man, to see the journey he's gone through in, in terms of his role and how he was thrust almost immediately into being a closer uh, back when uh, Walt Weiss just needed someone to close games. And, and that team was actually still kind of competitive at the time. They were hanging around there. I think they were even over 500 when he took over the closers role as a, a real true rookie who would, you know, move very quickly through the final couple of minor league levels and obviously is, is tapered off and, and uh, had his ups and downs throughout the year, really been up and down throughout the years, but back in that closer role and handling it well so far. And it's really cool to see. Number two, Mr. C.J. Crone, obviously finished out the month of August incredibly strong, you know, was okay here in this Atlanta series, but uh, what he was still able to do at the end of August on the road, and again, if we're, if we're talking about hot players, you know, it's not just today, and it's not just this weekend, it's the last week or two, C.J. Crone is, hasn't been just the best for the, one of the best for the Rockies, he's been one of the best in baseball. Yeah, he's just been so, so good. And I, I was really curious to see if he was going to cool off. It kind of made the joke about how the first game in September, he goes 0 for 5, a couple of punch outs. And you're like, oh, okay, is he, is he just done? Dominant? And then he just gets right back to it. You even said, I think, at the time, no, he's just one quick rest, and then he's going to get right back at it. And he has been. He hit that ball uh, again in the, in the third game of the set. That the Rockies won 7-6. Uh, he had a home run to center field that was just absolutely annihilated. And great catch by the young woman with the glove out in center field. Really fantastic catch from that fan. <laughs> she might get added to the 40-man roster yeah. at, at this point if guys keep getting injured. Right. Uh, and wow. number one now, the the guy who's – he's now the ace. Again, Look at him go. <laughs> not literally. But we know, like, that's how good this starting rotation is that, you know – Guy gets injured here, you know, Marquez, their all-star, you know, is kind of slipping a little bit. There's still going to be somebody that makes 20th and blaze from the rotation. And since the performance uh, against Atlanta was, was really solid after a rough first inning, gave up a home run on the second pitch to Ozzy Albies. And from there, you know, was really solid, went seven innings uh, rather, rather quietly. In fact, during the game, I was like, all right, they're, if, if Chassin is coming in here in the seventh and Estevez is warming up, are they going back to Bard? And I had to remind myself, no, no, Estevez went seven. And so he's been a quality start machine going back to uh, the beginning of August. So he's been, been really great. Only has given up uh, four earned runs in his last 20 innings, six earned runs in his last 27. So doing a fantastic job and keeping guys off base, not giving up the free passes love that he's not walking guys strikeout numbers might not be that high but the walk numbers are incredibly low so you're okay with that yeah yeah and uh you know it, it really is just he's he's so 
consistently not terrible. And that's such a weird thing to say about it. It feels like such a backhanded compliment, such damning with fate praise. But when he also gives you what he has for these last couple of weeks, as you point out, then it's much more than that. And that, that's a great, great asset for the Colorado Rockies to have in their rotation that, that quite frankly, you know, was a huge missing piece for a lot of their best teams over the years, whether you're going all the way back to 95 or 2007, or even just looking more recently at, at 17 and 18 at times where they just needed that guy at the back end of the rotation who you knew you were probably going to get a quality start from. He's almost certainly not going to get totally blown up. Like you said, Patrick, he's not going to walk guys. He's not going to give the game away. He just doesn't give baseball games away. And that uh, just, that's the thing I love most about Antonio Sensatella. And then when he excels, you can just get that much more excited about it. You're like, oh, all reliable is actually being more than that, more than just reliable. Uh, I, I get really excited when Sensatella pitches well and does those things, goes out the seven innings. <laughs> like yeah, at Coors Field, so there's lots of guys who have much better stuff. Who are much, frankly, there are a lot of guys who are much better pitchers from an evaluation scouting standpoint than Antonio Sensatella. Who, if you took them and put them in his role over the last four or five years with the Rockies, would not produce these results. We talk about tools, right? You go ahead and grade his pitches out. You grade that potential. There's other guys you're going to go, there's, there's a lot of names before you get to Antonio Sensatella and say, okay, I, would, I, w- I want this guy because I want this guy. Right. Because all those other guys, have, they've got some of those better tools or better pitches. And you go, I-, I want those guys a lot earlier than Antonio Sensatella. But they're not here doing it for the fifth consecutive year as, as well as Sensatella. That's the thing that just blows my mind. It's just like at some point you also just have to do it. Jeff Hoffman had way better tools than Antonio Sensatella. Jeff Hoffman should have been three times the pitcher that Sensatella is, but he wasn't. Eddie Butler had way more tools. Tyler Anderson, more tools. Now, he wasn't super toolsy, but but still more. Huge, big curveball. The changeup was a thing. But there's Antonio Sensatella just doing it, though. <laughs> just doing the damn thing. Love it. Love speaking it, of, man. Speaking of damn things, Jacob with the super chat. What's, super what, is, what is more of a damn thing? The Nolan okay. Arenado trade? The brawl for all? For me, it's the Nolan Arenado trade. Only because I could see the potential of brawl for all, for anyone who doesn't know. In circa 97, 98, they said, hey, let's have these performers, you all know that's what wrestling is, have real boxing matches. I think it was almost ahead of its time because it's like, hey, learn, you know, we've got UFC, we see the success of that, and we've seen a lot of wrestlers and UFC performers kind of go back and forth and straddle that line, right? You know, we've seen Floyd Mayweather. He's boxing, of course. We know Conor McGregor is going to do some seriously good business when he comes over. Brock Lesnar has jumped back and forth. So in a weird way, I feel like it was ahead of its time. Yes, it was a, you know, it it was a categorical mess, but I could (laughs) see how it could have been a good idea. No, it was the worst idea in the history of professional wrestling. It got people seriously hurt. 
It ruined Bart Dunn's career. Uh, it ruined it, Steve Williams' push. It ruined, Steve, it ruined two guys' careers who could have been money makers. It didn't make money, which is the one thing you're supposed to be in the business of doing when you're – it's show business. They're putting on a show. No, the Brawl for All. And that was that a dark side of the ring where they, they talked about – This past they season, they, they did do one of those. Um, and it's really, it's really not that dark other than the injuries, which is dark enough. Right. But it wasn't this – it wasn't totally crazy. It's still still worth watching. Right. It's just a good document. You're right. It's yeah. like strange to put it there. But yeah, it just is one of those things that it still blows my mind that they did that. that they had fake fighters, and we don't like to use the word fake, but performative fighters in real fights. And that was just a bad idea. Uh, from it, it would be like if you said, hey, we are going to have the performers at, in Cirque du Soleil do American Ninja Warriors and be like, oh, there's people that are breaking their ankles. And like, yeah, but these are great athletes. Like, well, they're they're in their own lane. In right. their own lane, they're great, but you, you can't take one and, and go to the other. No, that was that that was tough to watch, you know. So I I, I gotta go with the brawl. That makes sense. And then all out tonight, going back to the Chicago area, about mm. 10 matches on the card. One did get scratched. Uh Andrade and Pac uh, is, is going to be scratched, but scratched. Jericho and MJF is a big one. Yeah. Um, Miro, Eddie Kingston for the TNT championships. Um, Miro's not dropping that yet. Tag team. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I like Kingston's, Kingston's getting the push here. Me Young too. Bucks versus Lucha Brothers for tag that's team. That's my low-key match, and that's the one I'm most stoked. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be great. They've, Lucha they've, Brothers are my – They've wrestled yeah. that. 25 different times probably yeah. doesn't and matter it probably will be the match of the night. you're right yeah ray phoenix is is an alien <laughs> i'm pretty sure i don't know he's a video game it's not real he's he's amazing uh women's world championship dr Britt baker dmd versus chris statlander chris statlander will be dr Britt baker oh. but not tonight ah not tonight. okay Chris Statlander yeah. is; she may be the best uh, women's wrestler in 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 the world right now, and I'm glad she's she's back uh, after some some injuries. And yeah, she's criminally underrated. I'm I'm glad to see her getting a push this early. Yeah, agree there. Uh, CM Punk is back against Darby Allen. Yeah, I'm not that interested in this one. I just want to see CM Punk back. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's good star power. That's about right. it, right? Like, I'm, I'm interested to see the two of them. I'm interested to see if he's got chemistry. I like Darby Allen too. I'm, a, I, I'm into that. I've always been huge into Sting. So just kind of, yeah, I want to see the presentation more than anything. But like, I guess Punk has to win in his return. You don't do that. It, I could actually see them doing it because it'd be funny and it'd be a very CM Punk thing to do. But no, I mean, he's got to win in his return. <laughs> or maybe it's a DQ because we have a run-in from Brian Danielson. There you go. Mm, perhaps, perhaps. And then finally the main event, Kenny Omega, the champion against Christian Cage. Yeah. I see Omega win this one too. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, we're going chalk here, aren't we? Could, we're going, yeah. Really? Are there, are there no upsets? I don't know. Um. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Statlander does then. Take maybe the, Statlander maybe, would have to be it, the one, right? That's, that seems like the most, obvious potential upset here and then title switch. Cause I, 
I don't see him. Miro's just too good at being the unbeatable monster. I'm holding this belt, and you can't take it unless you're amazing. And like, I don't not think like he's lost, right? I don't right. I think I think he's undefeated. So that's going to continue. That's fine. And I don't see as much as I love Christian Cage and the return and the whole thing is great. And I love Christian and have for a long time. Uh, you can't take. <laughs> you can't put the belt on. You can't have him beat no, Kenny you. Omega. <laughs> He's the best professional wrestler in the world. <laughs> like, and I love Christian, but he's not the best professional wrestler in the world. If there wasn't the you know transportation issues with Pac, you'd be like, okay, I could see Lucha mm. Brothers, you know, beating you know the Young Bucks. And but for storyline purposes, if one of the guys work. in your you know your stable has has some travel issues. It's going to be hard to, for that consistency of that storyline so um so definite potential tonight for some serious surprises right we'll see yeah yeah all right now i'm, now I'm really excited now i'm really ready uh, and you're gonna be watching it live so i know in the discord for our all of our subscribers if you're not subscribing i mean just that alone uh, is fun enough just to have a, a place where you can share all the stuff that's on your mind movies tv and link up with people like that's the thing where you could find people in your community that you know are already big sports fans but they also like this one little niche area because we got niches on niches on niches that sounded bad but i was gonna say that i think that's our <laughs> rick but slightly altered uh, <laughs> uh speaking of slightly altered if you like to get slightly altered our friends at solace meds have got the hookups for you they're fantastic they got flour, they got concentrates, they got edibles, they got drinkables, they got non-psychoactive stuff. You just need a little CBD or a little CBN, which is a sleep aid. All kinds of really great stuff that you can get from our friends at Solace Meds. And again, it's on that same road. If you're hanging out at the DNVR bar and Illegal Pete's because you're on Colfax, just swing on down to Solace Meds. They've got fantastic deals going on all the time. Let's see what's going on right now. This is month of September. So 25% off Can America gummies. Those are delicious. 25% uh, off rockin' cartridges, 20% off glacier concentrates, and 20% off strains tinctures. Uh, they've also got a Labor Day sale going on. So if you're listening to this, it might be right on Labor Day. They got buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents on, I'm not entirely sure, probably pre-rolls and stuff. So check them out. Use promo code DMVR20 to get 20% off and a free Solace Bar or King Cone, whether you're going into one of their super convenient locations or ordering on solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. And again, don't forget to use promo code DNVR20. Uh, again, if you enjoy getting it slightly altered. And finally, of course, you got to check out our guy, uh, Bert Kreischer. That's coming up very, very soon. Uh, that's that's Wednesday, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yep, Wednesday, September 8th. Burt Kreischer and Mark Norman. Uh, we were, I know we're selling this on Burt Kreischer, big Burt Kreischer guy. You gotta gotta love the the machine. Gotta love comfortably dumb and the podcast. I know you. I haven't actually been on much on the but you've listened to some Burt Cast, right? A little bit. A little. Yeah. I've listened to him a little bit, and you know some of the other comedians I listen to. He's friends with all of them. And, so. and they all go on each other's podcasts. Exactly. It's hard to remember who's on what show. I know, right? Uh, but Mark Normand should not be buried here. Uh, also super hilarious. Really funny dudes. 
And they're at Red Rocks, which is like the greatest venue in the world. So download the Red Rocks app. Get that on your phone. You probably have that anyway, but super convenient. You get shows, tickets, all kinds of great stuff on there. Keep you updated on what's coming to town. Get there. Get your tickets. Again, it's September 8th. All ages welcome show for Bert Kreischer and Mark Norman at Red Rocks Amphitheater. The thing that I love most about stand-up comedy or seeing stand-up comedy live, and especially in a venue like this, is when the comedians come on stage to get warmed up, they're going to be riffing about the venue. They're going to be riffing about Denver, about yeah. Colorado. And like that's content that is new. It's original and is only for you that night, ultimately. Right. Right. And it's like, wow, no, this is the play. You are real. I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Cause like, that's that. why you go. It's not just, you know, do, do the hits from the album that I know or the, or the bits that I've seen or, Oh, you're recently on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or whatever it was like, no, there's going to be that fresh stuff. And yeah, maybe later on there may be a bit that, you know, or, or, or a topic that's, you know, in right. the news, it's specifically catered to you. And so yeah. I, uh, I may have to actually use that that code to go ahead and uh, and get tickets for Wednesday night because yeah, I, I want to see what Bert has to say, what Mark has to say. They're they're great. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Let's do a little real quick look forward here. Another weird schedule. I don't know what the schedule makers were on this year. Maybe COVID messed everybody up. I'm giving everybody a pass, but we we got you got a problem with a two ten game on a Monday. Well, it's Labor Day, but still two ten. Still, yeah. The two ten is the two tens are weird. The, yeah, but we got two afternoon games. We're going afternoon, evening, afternoon at the at the Giants. Giants at the Rockies. They're still here at Coors Field. I don't worry. I know where I am most of the time. Um, and as we've talked about, some of the pitching still up in the air. Freeland versus Gaussman, though. How about that? Start things off. A couple of Colorado kids celebrating Colorado on a celebrating day of celebrating. That's, that's I think that's. That's, that's huge. Cool. That's so fantastic. That's, you know, if you can make it out to the game, great. If not, you watch it on TV because that's kind of, it's kind of a big moment. Like this, yeah. there, there are going to be people watching at home and, and I hope it doesn't get kind of lost and everything because it is Labor Day. But there's, there's going to be some kids out there. This is, this could be a moment that, you know, changes some lives out there. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to change, you know, the face of Colorado baseball, all those things. But it, it has some serious impact at that reminder too. You know, if you're getting a little league ball player, you're in high school, you're looking around going, ah, I mean, I'm going to keep playing ball and I'm going to you know keep the dream alive. But for the most part, nobody comes out of, of Colorado. Like it just, mm. it doesn't happen. And this is a reminder that it's not impossible. People do come out of the state and that, here they are together at Coors Field again. You know, Gaussman, who didn't pitch in, in at the All-Star game. Uh, I was there. We, we right. I actually spoke with him, and he said, well, you know, I've, I'm stated to, slated to start the first game after the All-Star break, so yeah. that's kind of more important. Giants trying to win NL West. He's right. going for a Cy Young Award. You know, he's right. kind of taking a step back a little bit, but they're, they're bigger fish to fry. And yet, yet, he's still able to come back. Make a start at Coors Field. And yeah. it's against Thomas Jefferson High's own Kyle Freeland. Amazing. Can't write you that. Nope. You could not. You, you couldn't make it up. It just worked out that way. Rockies, looks like they're still to be determined for those next couple. It's They were talking on the broadcast today. Chi-Chi probably going to get one of these games. And then 
as you were saying earlier, we may, I still think it's probably a little early for Rawlison. Um, but we send to tell again. Could be, yeah, yeah. Send to tell. There's, there's a, there's a couple of ways they could go with that. But uh, are you sticking with your, uh, so I, I had a split and then a win. You had um, winning, then losing. Yeah, I don't know if I want to change and say I'm going to take two out of three. Ah, I think they're still just going to win, win one here. Just the one. So the Giants would become only the third team since May 12th to win a series against the Rockies at Coors Field, uh, as Atlanta was unable to do it's so here in the Gamer. Yeah, I mean they need it, man. They 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 need to get back going here. They don't want to slide too far. They're they're going to be playing all out. That's for sure. The Rockies are going to get the absolute best of the San Francisco Giants over the next couple of days. So we'll see. I just got back Tommy LaStella. So, I mean, whoa, talk about some firepower there, but he's, he's active now. He's back. And, and, you know, we'll see what's left of them after the Dodgers game. Cause I think they're playing tonight. So, right. Uh, Walker Bueller carves them up a little bit, something, something fierce. We'll, we'll see what happens. So they yeah. may, they may need to make up for that here in Colorado. And as you said, the Rockies are both transitioning into let's give some guys some opportunities mode and have had some health issues. You know, they're not at their absolute best right now, which is That's interesting. They're yeah, still able to split with Atlanta. <laughs> That team is stacked. In close <laughs> games too. I mean, yeah, the first three were all close, but they they stole two of the. They didn't steal them. They won those games. Yeah. Um. Even after being behind early, like they won those right. close ball games. Which again, that's why we had to give the shout out to the bullpen on twentieth and Blaze is because mm-hmm. they were a part of the wins on Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, Charlie Blackman had a grand slam in the game they lost. <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is wild. Uh, so like. Yeah, man. I uh, traditional logic based on the pitching matchups and the caliber of the team says the Giants should take two of three here. I got the Rockies winning two. I don't know which two. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I think they're just gonna keep winning these series at home. It's I'm gonna. I'm looking now. They've only got the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Nationals left in one last homestand after this. So the Dodgers have a chance to have beaten the Rockies in Coors three times. If they if they get them there, that's going to be annoying because nobody else has been able to beat the Dodgers. You know, like, the Dodgers uh, and the Giants will have another shot at it as well. So am I going to take them to lose another home series? We'll see how they're playing when the Dodgers come to town. For right now, no. By the way, do you realize that three of the four games in the series? We're under three hours. And that Saturday night's game was three hours and 10 minutes. Wow. I need to go back and look to see if, if these <sighs> four games were played quicker than another I mean, three-game series. Yeah, it, totally. Their games have actually been – I mean, they've dragged. There's been some of them that have dragged. But for the most part, going through and going back and looking, the, a lot of the long ones are just like in the 330 range. Like there's those are the yeah. high-end ones. But for the most part – you know, I think the the average time of game might be down a little bit. That Milwaukee series, three twenty nine, three thirty, three forty, three thirty five. You know, so not a lot longer, but if you remember that series, it felt a lot longer, a lot longer. than that, right? <laughs> it felt a lot longer. Now these were crisp, 
mostly well-played baseball games, yeah. like you said, until the very last one there where, and, and that may mostly was just, you know, Feltner in one inning gave up five runs, you know, just couldn't turned out. It wasn't quite ready. He's throwing too many fastballs over the middle plate. These guys are big league hitters and they can hit that. And now he knows that. <laughs> and uh, All right. So thanks for hanging out with us for this one. Like I said, we'll be watching this giant series very closely. See how the Rockies play it. See how the, uh, the Coors magic and whatever else can handle against this team. Still very much battling for the NL West crown, getting into the final stretches here. So it, it's going to get more and more exciting in terms of the stakes, more for the other teams, but still they're stakes. And so, and so games with stakes are just fun to watch, uh, especially when you are such a pain in the ass to beat at home. No one wants to come here and play the Rockies right now. They just don't. The Giants are not excited. They're not like, oh, okay, good. As soon as we're done with the Dodgers, we get a little break. We get to go to Colorado and play the Rockies. If, they, if that is their mentality, they're, in for a, a rude awakening the next couple of days. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us, watching all of these. We appreciate you, Jacob. We appreciate your super chats. Remember that you can do that when you're here on the YouTube and you're joining us live. You can help drive the conversation. Leave your comments and questions there. Of course, if you're subscribed to the DNVR.com, you get all the stuff, the bigger beers, the free shirt, but the Discord channel access so that you can be giving us your questions there, talking to us about wrestling or anything else that you want us to talk about we will give you our opinions even if it's something we don't know about we will still we will, <laughs> we will give a breakdown if you super chat it we will give you our predictions for dressage you know i just i think they're not doing i'm sure somewhere someone's doing dressage and if you want us to predict that <laughs> horses i know it's about horses i know it's about horse nailed it uh, so also make sure you're following on social media at drew creaseman at patrick d lines and at dnvr underscore runs we thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there we do promise we will continue to be absolutely patrick lyons and drew creaseman in here and until next time we will see you at the ballpark